The Bay is CKAR-FM, Muskoka's local station since 2009. Locally owned and operated by Hunters Bay Radio, Inc. Comments on our broadcast are welcome. Shoot us an email at comments at muskokaradio.com. Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Sportsbeat 88.7 on your dial for Monday, January 30th with Dave Percival and... Dan Caswell. And... Grant's here as well. How are you guys doing today? Very well. Percy, how are you? I couldn't be better. I'm in a great mood today. How was your weekend? Weekend was outstanding. We're on a lot happened, but it was that's the kind of weekend when you guys get a little older, you will appreciate. I already do appreciate. Next to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a big next to nothing guy. Nice. And I know you got an otters report for us today. I have a full otters report. I have a lot. We have a lot to talk about. All right. A lot. And we'll start with my favorite topic which is synchronized swimming. No, which is hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. Um, you know what? They, you, you, Dan, my friend Dan has always said you have a, you know, <laughs> professional hockey teams can have poor games, and that's for sure. Like the other night, they came up really flat against Ottawa. 6-2 loss. Wasn't fair to Samsonov because Matt Murray came up injured. He wasn't yep. supposed to play. A lot of things didn't go right. So without Austin Matthews, they played uh, the Washington Capitals last night and played really, really well. 5-1 win, dominated Washington. Now, with that said, there's something going on with Washington. I thought that they were on the cusp of doing some great things a couple of years ago, but it appears not. They're about a 500 squad now, which I never thought I would see a team with Ovechkin and all the guys they have on that squad at 500, roughly. I'm but, I shocked. mean, things are starting to, to flip around the – uh, around the NHL with, you know, guys like teams like Washington, Chicago, L.A. Like these are all teams that not too long ago were dominant. And now it's, you know, you can't be on top all the time. You can't be like the Boston Bruins, right? Yeah, well, let's hope that ends real <laughs> soon too, right? But, you know, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Dan, Dan and I spoke about it before. You know, Tavares, John Tavares played his, uh, had his thousandth game presentation and, I, I think it's. I've been very unfair with him because he is an elite hockey player. They say he prepares better than anybody else. And Grant, as I mentioned to Dan today, he um, he knew that his skating wasn't up to snuff. He's a he's a 14 year veteran, mm-hmm. and he works he worked diligently with another skating coach all summer to get his skating. And his skating has improved. Absolutely, you know. So he does he does all the right things for a guy that's been around as long as him. And let's face it, he is still a very, very good hockey player. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's not the he's not the number one guy in Toronto anymore, but he's still on the power play. He doesn't play. need to be the number one guy. No, he does not. You're right. Yeah. But, uh, but all the more power to him. He looks good. Now, what caught my attention, and let's talk about this. I know he was injured for a period of time, but this is we, we've got to expect more out of Morgan Riley. Like, Morgan Riley had the monkey off his back. He scored a goal after his first goal in 35 games. He's not Justin Hall. No. Morgan Riley should be offensively strong, and he is not. Well, you'd think he'd be, you know, he would have more production because he's on, he's out there for the power play. 
uh, you know, he does get, he logs a ton of ice time. So it does seem odd that he went 35 without a goal. It seems very odd. And he's not putting up a lot of offensive numbers at all, including assists. And I, and I like Morgan Riley a lot, no. but this guy has, has left us. There's got to be more to his game at this stage of the, than, than this to say that I've scored my first goal in 36. They're just, they're yeah. just, he leaves you wanting more these days. Well, maybe that's, uh, maybe the confidence is going to be there now as, as silly as it sounds off of just one goal, but maybe, you know, maybe this will be the, just what he needed to make that turnaround. Yeah, most definitely, Grant. I think you're, I think you're bang on. And you're a real analytical guy, Percy. No, I'm not. But yeah, anyway, sure where's you know, the, where's, where guy. is this going? I think maybe we should dive a little bit deeper into. I thought you were going to say because he just got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dive a little deeper okay. into Morgan Riley and find out, you know, in years previous, if how many chances versus how many goals he has had. Because perhaps, perhaps the confidence is low and he's dishing rather than shooting. All right, we're going to do. We're going to study that, yeah. and we'll we'll come back to our listeners on Wednesday with an answer. Look, I like that. Look okay. forward to the report. Yeah, well, there will be a report. And uh, quick last final thing, you know, it's time uh, with Murray injured again, and who knows what it is this time. Unfortunately. Samsonov's well positioned to be the number one guy, but Joseph Wall is ready to come. Yes, twelve and one in the American Hockey League with a nine twenty eight save percentage. Wow. Um, that's about as good as it gets. So it's his time now too. No, for sure. You know, time and, to bring him in. And I think what the, I think they're doing the perfect thing with him because he he's getting a ton of uh, games in in the AHL, and so now it's not just like he's you know he, yeah he's backing up Samsonov, but he'll play. Yeah, exactly. He's he's he is legitimately a really good goaltender. Yeah. Now, uh, a, a good a good feel good story. Did you hear about the about Matt Berlin? No. University of Alberta uh, oh, yes, goalie. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's worth a tell because you know what? We forget that every NHL team has a guy, generally a university call up, that gets to play in practices and do it when they need the goaltender. So Matt Berlin is a goalie for the University of Alberta. Um, these guys rarely ever get into an NHL game. So Connor McDavid broached the subject. They were up 7-3 to Chicago, and he looked at the coach, and he said, let's put him in. He said he went down. <laughs> I love it. He said, I went down the, uh, the walkway. I thought I was going to pass out. He said, <laughs> he said he first they thought he was, they were screwing around with him, yep. and then he couldn't believe that they let him in for the final two minutes and 26 seconds. And he, he made a nice save. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. stop his heart. He said, I was so nervous, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. But that's fantastic because as a 25-year-old, very good goaltender, you know, he's not going to be an NHL goalie. And I think it's great that he got the opportunity to go in they should do that more often. No, for sure. You know, <laughs> and when you say he's not going to be an NHL goaltender, he may not be. He may not be because right now um, there's a ex Badger Brock U goalie that is getting a regular playing time in the NHL. Fair now. enough, Daniel. Yeah, I just I didn't follow this up enough. Uh, yeah. I like feel good stories, and that's a feel good one. Um, now I I just realized I've written some insurance things down on my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about a Ford Explorer right now. Anyway, <laughs> Raptors. I want to. I want to talk about the Raptors again. I'm back on the upswing yeah. with the Raptors. Last week I was all negative. Trade deadline coming. Um, they have won two or three on the toughest road swing ever. I'm shocked at this. They went in against a very great Sacramento team and mm-hmm. locked it down, and then they followed that up with a loss. But then beat Portland for goodness sakes. And you know what? I guess there's going to be some movement based on what's happened with Precious Achua, and I'm not saying it to say his name. He is now 
playing huge basketball for the Raptors. He's averaging over ten rebounds a game. Wow. He's he's come after three you know three years uh, being there. He looks like the real deal. So that means they're going to move Anobi. Ananobi. Yeah. They said he is not happy. There's a lot of rumbling that the players that he is not happy in Toronto doesn't like his role, and there's other players not happy. Hmm. So I would suggest that they will be moved. No, for sure. And then just talking about the road swing. I mean, we've talked about defense the whole time. So the game that they lost against uh, Golden State, Golden State put up, what was it, 130 or 129 or something like that. Well, when they beat Sacramento, Sacramento only put up 95. And when they beat the Jailblazers, they only put up 105. Right, right? so, yes. So, I mean, is, if they keep their opponents, you know, the scoring down, say, below you know, a certain like at a certain level, that puts them in position for a win, and that's what they were doing when they were way like more successful. It was hard to score against them. Yeah, very hard. That what well, was all about defense with Nick yeah. Nurse, right? Okay, so my question to you now: it's time I turn the tables on you. Okay, the Raptors are only one game out of a playoff spot. Yep. Okay, do you are they buyers or sellers at this trade deadline in the ninth? What do you do here? Like, do you blow do you blow up a team that? potentially can be in the playoffs do you get rid of guys or do you you buy or sell Daniel? well i i think you just move forward uh not in the sense that you think you're going to make it into the playoffs and and have a team that can compete for a championship i think it's it's you know messiah jerry's always been a long-term plan guy and very rarely does he you know splash for the short term except for when it can count Right, right, for right? sure. So, like, he's he, you know, they tried it. Was it Paul George came in uh, for a short period of time, and you know, they they pushed, but that wasn't enough. When they brought Kawhi in, obviously that was enough. And but right now, you're not, you don't need to sell and you don't need to buy. You need to make your team better. So whatever moves he does will make the team better. I.e., make the playoffs or B put them in position to be better for next year. That is a great answer. And if I, if you were in grade two, that gets you a smiley face because that is a really, <laughs> really solid answer, yeah. right? Because they're not going to blow it up. Yeah. You're right. I think you're 100% right. And if you can make a swing a deal for Ananobi for another really good offensive, maybe a center like yeah. that, you know, that you're going to do it, right, at this stage of the game. Just so you know, in today's uh, society, nobody earns the smiley face. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Thanks for that, Grant. No problem. I understand you. Hey, you, there's, you used to get sad faces too. There's oh no, no that would be no, here. no. There is no sad faces no, no. or stern faces being handed out. <laughs> stern face. <laughs> okay. Oh goodness. Okay. Uh, some quick golf, and then we'll move on to the, some some heavy football stuff. Rory McIlroy, and I don't even want to get into this thing with Patrick Reed because none of the other golf players like Patrick Reed. Yes. But they had a little deal where they. Um, you know, he went to shake his hand, and because he actually led a lawsuit against Rory, Rory wouldn't shake his hand. He flipped a tee at him, you know, this yep. kind of stuff. Well, then they came right down to the wire in the Dubai Classic yesterday, and Rory had to hang on for a one-shot win over Patrick Reed, who, who came storming back. <laughs> and uh, he said, this one was a little nicer than many others I played in. That's good. Yeah, so, so the live golf guys and the PGA guys played in Dubai. Okay. Like Ian Polder was there and different guys. So, and then, boy, those that course looked nice. But McElroy said this one was a bit sweeter than others. So, the, you know, this, the rivalry is pretty nasty. And uh, the Joker, Djokovic, won the Australia o- Open 22nd 
Grand Slam win. Yes. You know, does it get? You know, you've got so to give the guys that, kudos. Okay, so is that a ties? So him and Nadal are at, at, at both at twenty-two. I think he's passed him. We'll have to check that. Uh, out. I think I think he's gone past, but it's but good for him. Okay. So there were a couple of football games yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch them? I watched a little bit. Yeah. What would you think? Well, um, I thought that uh, San Fran was very undisciplined, and they did not like. I don't want it for, for any Eagle fan out there. Like they they were probably thinking how they just destroyed San Fran. San Fran destroyed themselves. They had three fumbles, 11 penalties, and you know, they whatever their game plan was, they didn't stick to it. Well, should they not have been running the like they did run the ball, but it, that wasn't McCaffrey uh, ran for 85 yards. Yep. And so uh the um Okay. And so Anyways, um, what was I saying? I, I, I got yeah, that, waylaid with more sports. Waylaid with more sports. About, about McCaffrey and these. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, they were literally shut down. Right. As far, like, yeah, 95 is great, but it not, like, they, they did not put, do have any offense. So with all those tools, they yeah. should have been able to put up more than seven points, yeah. regardless of who was a quarterback. 100%. Now but, you, but. But, let's be fair there. Yeah. You can't win with your third string, and you definitely can't win with your fourth. But that's a swarming defense at Philadelphia. Yes. They've got something really special going yeah. on there defensively, too. No, right? for sure. Which should be rather interesting. In the other in the other game, now that was an intriguing game, Cincinnati and KC. What did you see in that one, Daniel? Well, I mean, it was a good game. I mean, you had two great teams. Uh, it's really unfortunate with that penalty down the like, – Right at the end, there. I felt you know what I felt terrible for him because like it should have gone to overtime. Um, you know he's, I don't know what the guy was thinking, but that's know. all adrenaline, right? You, yeah. You know you, you're you're all fired up, but to take that penalty and you know it's cost them everything. Like it went from a very difficult field goal, field goal to a chip shot. Right. At, well, he was going to be over 60 yards. Yeah. So that is not one that is a guarantee by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. So if you now, I thought since, he, since he's uh, looked pretty solid against them, it could have gone either way. Now, to, just, to jump, just to jump ahead a bit, who do you like moving forward, Dan? Like, who do you take in this? Because this is a, it's tough. No, for sure. Um, just the way that, just the way that Philly's playing right now and uh, with their defense. I like Philly a lot. I mean, I was, if, you know, if Cincinnati would, played a little bit more dominating, like they also had some penalties that killed them as well. Yes. They were undisciplined. Uh, but if they played more dominating, I would have said that I would have liked Cincinnati uh, to match up better against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. But right now, I don't see the Philadelphia Eagles slowing down. I think you're. I think you're probably right. Yeah. We'll have to review it a bit further. But, and, but Mahomes and, and, and that with, injury, that yeah. that ankle injury of Patrick Mahomes, he's a gutty guy for playing through that. For sure, you know he's in a lot of pain. No, nope, for sure. Uh, and it, it's not just the injury; it's the KCO line, which is, is still good. But I, I think we're going to see uh, lots of penalties out of uh, KC as well. Like they'll have to be extremely disciplined to. To play, uh, oops, to play uh, Philadelphia closer. 
Yeah, most you know? most definitely. I agree yeah. with you. But yeah, they were two really solid games. And I, but that Joe Burrow, have you ever seen anybody as as relaxed or controlled? No, it's fantastic. But they've got to really respect that in him because he is he's going to be around for a long, long time. No, absolutely. Yeah, looking good. Um, now I was just going to touch on the Otter. Uh, good weekend for the Otters, if I may. Uh, Innisfil, who had beat them uh, the last time they met, uh, nice six four win over here at uh, at the Don Lock on Friday night. And uh, the coolest game ever. This doesn't happen, Grant. One nothing win against Caledon in Caledon, and uh, understand, I it has been years since there's been a shutout in junior C hockey. Wow, absolutely amazing. Yeah. But but one nothing, I guess Caledon um, because they have uh, three different squads an A, B, and C that they play in a small barn yep. down there. And mm-hmm. uh, Caledon are winning hockey games. So it's uh, a two-win weekend for our Otters. They've moved into fourth place, which is a real good thing. But this week is a big week. They have the, <laughs> they have Aurelia on Friday. This is a team had, that they have to beat. Uh, in Aurelia or here in... Uh... Both games are here in Huntsville. Nice. We will remind our listeners to be here. Friday night. Friday night, this is a team, Aurelia, they just aren't matching up well against them. I mentioned to Dan, Caledon just beat Aurelia 7-3. We go in and beat Caledon 1-0, but we can't beat Aurelia. Right. So it's time to beat Aurelia. And then you've got the two most penalized teams in junior C hockey, the Alliston Hornets and our Huntsville Otters, playing on Sunday. That should be a good one. That should be very, very entertaining for a number of reasons. So Coach Farnsworth, good weekend. Two wins, as, as we predicted. That's great. As our prediction. And then uh, stay in locals. Just a second, yeah. Grant. I know you got uh, one more announcement. Yeah. Uh, stay in local. Yes. Our uh, U13 rap hockey team uh, was down in Nashville for a tournament. Nashville? Yeah. Wow. I wow. would have liked to be on that team when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. So, I mean, what an experience for all those young players. Uh, and uh, they uh, were they came back with the bronze. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's, and, but how do you swing a trip to Nashville? That's pretty impressive. No, for sure. I'm I mean, sorry, there's, there's a lot of a uh, lot of preparation that's gone into play with that, and I'm sure they were planning uh, long before the season started. So it's uh, it's it's a fantastic thing that they've done that. It sure beats the silver stick in Midland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most yeah. definitely. Anyways, great. Yeah. No, I just want to let you know on a sad note. Um, Bobby Hall has passed away at the age of uh, 84. And just came in. Ah, uh, oh, that's a that's a sh- Bobby Hall was something, wasn't he? Oh yeah. What a blistering shot. That crazy slap shot. But he did more than that. Yeah, the Golden Jet. The Golden Jet. We'll be talking about the Golden Jet on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Yeah. Because, as I said, he was a he was a terrific, strong, strong hockey player. No, it was. Yeah, and, and that is too bad. I'll tell you what. It's been a great show. Yep. Awesome show, as always. Thank you, Dan and Grant. I didn't tell you how much I really like you guys. Oh, yeah? And doing this show with you guys, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. I know you're, you think I'm being, you don't think you're I'm just buttering us up. Oh, I know. I must want something. Eh? Yeah. Be prepared, yeah. man. <laughs> well, to our listeners out there, we thank you as always. I'm Dave for Dan and Grant. Take care. We'll be back on Wednesday with more sports.